With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. It's a post-match to Everton's trip down south to play Crystal Palace down in London. Uh, Crystal Palace nil. Everton nil. I've got Les Roberts and Pete McFarlane with me uh, to go through what was um, a, a point. Uh, I'm not too sure it was gains and, and three points lost that we desperately needed. Maybe it was when you look at the the Premier League division once again, we're back down into the bottom three. Um, I'm going to start with you first, Pete. We, we had a brief little chat just before we started recording here about how we thought Everton played. Um, I was slated a little bit because I thought it was actually a little bit a little bit better than what we've seen, certainly away from home. Um, and it, it, it just it felt like a sense of inevitability that when Awobi misses that really good shot he has um, from about 25 yards out where he pings it, keeper makes a great save and I think it just goes out for a corner. Um, that that felt like our best efforts all the way through the game. He also had another really, uh, I wouldn't say a good chance, but he spins in the second half, or, uh, like does, a, does like a 90-degree spin um, on their centre-back and has a left-footed shot that just slips wide. But other than that, Pete, um, I, I'm not sure how you feel about this one. Um, it, it's it's a decent point against a side that's at 100% winning record under the new manager. And we're the first side to get anything from them. But a draw away back into the bottom three is the, the ultimate statement, I think, from this one. Um, what did you think? Well, I think first of all, it was important that we didn't lose today more than anything. Um, certainly, we you know haven't lost the last two games. I think today it was massively important we didn't lose again. Um, like you say, Crystal Palace have been on top form. Elise, um, Eze, two two fantastic players. Ayu's got a new spring in his step since Roy Hodgson's come back. Uh, obviously, they're still missing Zaha, but we know that they've got a lot of quality. Um, certainly in wide areas, and I thought that, that you know. <laughs> I thought that we we did okay in spells. I thought we started off very slowly. Uh, Palace looked like they were, they were really up for the up for the fight, and um, and we and we seemed to sort of be slow out the blocks. But then towards the end of the first half, we we kind of got into the game a bit more. Dwight McNeil uh, did 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 well um, towards the end of the first half. A little bit anonymous in the second half, I'd say, but yeah, he, he did well. Um, 
like you say, Iwobi has that fantastic effort on the on the sort of on the volley, uh, which which brings out a great save from Sam Johnson. Another another player, by the way, who I rate really highly, Sam Johnson. Think he's a, a you know a fantastic goalkeeper. I think he's a very underrated goalkeeper, and he's he's been pulling off all kinds of saves for them um, in the last few weeks. Uh, so yeah, I'd I'd like to say I'm happy with the point uh, because given the circumstances with going down to ten men as well, um, I think it was great to see Calvert Lewin get. You know, over over eighty minutes, it was about eighty five, wasn't it? By the time more play came on, but it was great to see Calvert Lewin getting, you know, getting getting some minutes under his belt, which will be massive in in this running that we've got now. The last six games, um, it was Calvert Lewin who actually had that that really good effort in the in the second half, where he sort of spin the centre half and and lashed it with his left foot. Uh, mm. he, I thought he did. I thought he did really well there. Um, and he looked he looked reasonably lively. Uh, but again, you know, I, I look at him and think, well. You can see the difference in our play. You can see that we've. It, it's great to have a focal point, someone who's going to keep defenders, keep the centre halves busy. Um, it'll bring other players into the game. I certainly saw some improvement. Um, I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to be too disheartened. I know it's. I know we've dropped back into back into the bottom three, but a point at this stage of the season for us could could end up being being massive. And and we know it's still kind of in. Even though we've we've dropped into the bottom three, it still is kind of in our own hands because we know that the teams around us will drop points. We we, we know they will. Um, because of the standard of the teams around us, um, we just need to we need to now go and beat Newcastle. There's no two ways about it. We 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 desperately need to to beat Newcastle. And we need to go to Leicester away and, and beat them as well. Um, I, th- I think today obviously wasn't helped with Mason Holgate with that second yellow card. I think everyone who saw him get booked in the first half when Ayu had him on toast. Um, yeah, get him off. Take him off. Take him yeah. off at half time. It was, it was an obvious, it was so obvious. Um, we've seen it happen before with Mason Holgate where, you know, he does kind of lose his head a little bit and whenever he's on a booking, I mean, I, I've got like loads of group chats and every single, everyone in the group chat was putting, as soon as you saw him on the, on the, uh, uh, on the starting 11, Everyone was throwing money on him at four to one to get to get booked, and everyone obviously won it. Um, at least everyone then, can and... go down there and have a decent Saturday night, mate. So that's, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's what we can say most of, isn't it? You, I mean, to be fair, Pete, you've you've surprised me, um, but you know, I, I'm I'm more angry about that and being focusing on that a lot more than what you said about the actual game there. In the context of what it was like, um, there were definitely signs of improvements in, in areas where we could get up further up the field because we had a, a, a centre forward on the pitch you could simply stick the ball and have people getting in and around them and that I, I just Les I just can't help but get this horrible horrible feeling and um, we'll have a, a little bit of a discussion aside from the game itself on um, on what the chairman the fellow who calls himself the chairman released <laughs> yesterday and there's always, there's always some, some sort of story that goes around all of this narrative isn't there Um but what what what, uh, what Pete says there, it just it feels to me too little, too late. I mean, he's like he says there, you got Newcastle to come on Thursday. You've got the other games coming up. We've got to go to Leicester, who picked up a big three points for themselves today. Leeds play Leicester on Tuesday. Um, the drama's constantly there on on the impact of having Calvert Lewin back, and he looked a lot fitter than I expected him. By the way, and he got longer than I expected him to. Does this feel a little bit too late for you, or do you think do you, do you see him coming on and think, do you know what? There's, there's life in this side being able to survive here. It, yeah, it's it's still not too late because we're not mathematically relegated. But you'll be saying that to the last day of the season, Liz. Oh god, yeah, when we need when we <laughs> win it against Bournemouth. Yeah, um, yeah it, it's an odd one, isn't it? I can I can full I think I said this on one of the other shows. I can fully understand where the club and how the club have handled this in the fact that we want him fully fit. 
yeah. before he gets on that pitch because if he's 70% fit, there's a huge chance he could get another little injury, keeps him up for three weeks, then the season's done, whatever. Um, and and it, as Pete said, it, it did show the difference today, having a functional striker who can hold the ball up and do some like decent forward play. It, it, it was it was a good outlet and it made a massive difference. I, I just think too, the difference like Ollie Watkins coming back into form and getting back in the Villa team has made to their season because you know he's he's another striker. He was he wasn't playing because uh, Gerard didn't like him, so he was out. Emery's come in, he started he started scoring again, and he's been a massive part of their rise up to the division. And again, you know we're going as you said we're going to walk uh, go on to Chairman Bill pretty soon. But this all goes back to January and maybe even August, whereby we'd sold Richarlison, who I think the more we see it now and the more we see how Lampard's uh, managerial career is going. It was a lot of that that we stayed up last season was on Richarlison. I think we can see that now. And you just kind of think we never replaced him. We banked on Calvert-Lewin, who we knew was injury prone. We never sort of did anything in January to, to mitigate for that. And I think you can see from today that that's, that's really what's, what's doing us in. Because he, he came in, he's not up to 100% match fitness. He played okay. He did all right. As, as Pete said, that one chance he had where he did that bad camp turn, you know, that was that was a lovely bit of play and it's something we've, you know, none of our strikers are, are capable of doing that apart from him. And it makes a big difference. And you can, you know, you can see when the team's got that outlet to go for, it, it makes such a difference that, you know, it's not going to come straight back on you. Um, but it, 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 it does maybe feel it's possibly a bit too late. It's a good point because our away record is pretty dismal. So, you know, Palace, three wins on the bounce. On a really good run. The only the only thing I thought about going into the game today was Palace can't win four games on the bounce. He's just he just can't. They've done three. They ain't gonna win four. And so, they're safe as well. So you know, yeah, so obviously not mathematically as you I, mentioned, but you they know are what? safe. I, I, honestly, I honestly think if if they'd have had a more attack minded manager who could have gone for us there, we may well have lost that game. I reckon they were happy with the points all along there because they didn't do that much to try and win the game when you think they've won the last three stuck five past Leeds who I know is shite but so are we and they yeah. stuck five past them away from home and you just kind of think you probably sat back a bit and thought today you know we'll just get the points which might do us a massive favour in the end but it's a bit of an indictment on us that we can't go there and really do anything because aside from that Calvert-Lewin chance we never and the Iwobi shot as well we didn't really look like doing much and it's sort of I don't know if if we do stay up this season, it's going to need a massive overhaul in the summer. Have we have we got the capability to do that mm. in the summer? I, I don't know. Obviously, I want to stay up this season, but I don't. I'm really struggling to come to terms with whether that was a good result or not today. Obviously, we needed three. We got one, which is sound, but I don't know. It, it's hard not to be disillusioned with this whole team because. There's just nothing there, is there? There's, there's nothing yeah. there to score. There's, there's, it's it. Oh, I don't know. I don't. Well, know. no, that that's that's the anger and frustration. I think you're absolutely right there. I think ninety nine percent of Blues will be feeling that when you when you look back on this game. Um, again, <laughs> sounding far more emotional than you two lads in in terms of that having Mike Mason Holgate on the pitch is like you know it still got me throwing my head on the wall, but. In 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 terms of um, the results around, does obviously seem a, a lot more important than us getting a point away at Crystal Palace. And like you guys have said, this where where I do disagree. Where when you where you've both said and you're absolutely absolutely true. 
And you're right when you're talking about that's a good that could be the point that saves in the end. We're able to say that over a lot of games that we've got to finish. Oh, you know, us getting a last minute equaliser could be the one that keeps us up. That could be the one that we're sat here talking at the end of May when we're all you know, off to get our heads checked and all that, that we've supported this football club all season long, that we're able to say, do you know what? It was that point. You know, you think back to the years where we've stayed up, it was that incident, it was that but, incident. Everyone will have their own take on it. Dave, sorry, just, just on that, I think if we beat Fulham last week, that's a good point today. The fact yeah, that we did It feels like we're too behind and, still. Yeah, yeah. And, the way, and the way we collapsed against Fulham last week, today a point wasn't enough. So although it's a good point because we've we've not been beaten away, it's not enough. It, no, after, after four exactly. It's not enough. And well, that, that that's exactly what I mean by slightly disagreeing with what you've said because it doesn't it doesn't become cliche what you said there, Pete. But I'm never going to say I'm annoyed to you, mate, because I love the bones of you. But that that annoyed me what you said um, in in regards to how I feel about that. Like that's the point that could keep us up because. We're not at that stage, are we? Do you know what I mean? Listen, I'll take it off for your tea for the rest of the summer if that's the point that you're able to say to me has kept us up. Absolutely. Oh, but like Les said there, and I thought it was an excellent point, we just don't look like we do anything too serious in the game. Do you know what? If if you take out of the context of where we are and the threat we have of going down and all that, you look at that game, we've seen that game many, many times in in God knows how many years since Moyes, since the early years of Moyes, we've seen that game where we'll go somewhere, it'll be really, really tight and there'll be one goal that affects the game. Under Moyes, we get that. We'd take 1-0 somewhere like that and take away three points and say, do you know what? That's a bog-standard Everton away game. Not too many chances. For me, the side, we've scrapped a goal. Tim Cahill scored in the last minute. All that kind of thing. That game reminded me of that. But when you bring the context back into it, Pete, it's like, well, we've just gone into the bottom three. The results today, and, and how much did we speak about it the other, the other week, Pete, about that midweek where every result went our way. I think when um, was it when Leicester played, Leeds played Forest, didn't he? And they drew, and the other, the other results, all of them went our way. And I was thinking, do you know what? I mean, I... I I, I, I was looking at that thinking, that, there you go, there's the chance that we've got to get out of this when you're seeing results go our way. Today's turned, turned the tide for me when you look at Leicester getting that win against Wolves today. Um, the one favour that we got was Fulham winning a home to Leeds, which sort of negates them beating us at Goodison last week. Nonetheless, we've still gone into the bottom three. Um I'm 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 trying really hard to get away from the narrative that this looks like it's going to go to shit, given what came out with Bill Kenwright and all that stuff. It just adds more and more fuel to the shit show. Um, we'll come back to the game. What did you think of James Garner? Um, I thought he said okay. You know, he had he had a, he had a bit of energy in the midfield. Um, I don't think he's quite. He's quite up to up to his, his standards. I think he I think he's, there's a lot more to come from him. Um, he, he did a couple of. Lovely little switch of plays in the in the first half. It was there was another one where he got brought down. He did quite well and he he, he held on to the ball. He won a few decent free kicks. Um, I think again, I don't I don't think we're going to see the best of James Garner this season. Um, hopefully he'll we'll, we'll start to see the best of him in the Premier League next season. But it might be the Championship. But I think he's um, I certainly think that he's shown he's shown glimpses of of, of good ability. Um, he seems reasonably calm on the ball. Um, 
it'd be interesting to see what he's like when once an honor and, and Decore are back in to see what he does there, whether he whether he keeps James Garner in there. I think he will go back to to the trusted uh, three that he's that he's gone with. Um but yeah, I mean going back to the point as well about you know about where we are right now. Um when I when I sort of say it's almost like it still is technically in our own hands. I say I look at the next it's the next two fixtures for me. You've got Leicester are playing Leeds on Wednesday is on Tuesday, Tuesday sorry. Yeah. So Leicester are away at Leeds on Tuesday. So by the end of Tuesday we'll know um what we need to do against Newcastle. But regardless of what whatever happens in that in that game between Leeds and Leicester, if we win against Newcastle without the bottom three again. Um and then we go to Leicester. So that's what I mean when I, when I'm talking about like that, you know, that that every sort of point matters. It does. But then you've got to follow that up with good with good performances. And it's the next two games for me. Um, and as I say, because Leeds and Leicester are the two teams directly above us, if we beat Newcastle, we go above at least one of those teams. If they draw, we go above both of them. So, you know, it's kind of, it's it's such a crazy, it, it's like, I'll be honest, I was watching the game um, and I couldn't concentrate just on ours. I'm looking at fixtures. I'm looking at, I'm looking at the, you know the, the latest scores. I'm looking at. I'm looking at everything. I'm looking at you know the upcoming fixtures for like six different teams. Uh, you know, I was I watched the early game. You know, the Fulham game earlier on um, against God. Who were they playing? Fulham. Who did he play? Leeds. Leeds. Yeah, Leeds. Yeah, yeah Leeds. See, me ads, me all, all over the place. Yeah, yeah, they played Leeds, and I was watching that that game as well. I'm support. I'm finding new ways to hate every other side in the Premier League every week because I'm like the ones who aren't doing doing us favors. I'm beginning to hate them. So it's, I mean, it's it's it's, 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 it's tiring enough just supporting Everton. Never mind having to support like five teams at once. Do you know well, what? This is this is what it must be like to be a copite. Whereby they have a new rival every season. <laughs> It's like this. This is what it must be like. It's exhausting. Um, do you know what? Just to go on, the, like you said about the Newcastle game, but the thing that worries me is the fact that that was such a huge game for us and a midweek game last season, and we're probably going to go there with the expectation that we can repeat that. Now, unless Lewis McKechnie like <laughs> does his thing again, and you know Newcastle in a different proposition this season, we're a different proposition this season. You know what I mean? It, it's it, we we are not going to replicate that game. No, and there's a, there's a big chance that that game could properly go sideways for us quite quickly, and that's what really worries me. It's 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 properly a key game now for us, and we're all going to have that expectation of well, Newcastle last season, the atmosphere was great. We beat them. It kind of tipped our season. It turned Alex Awobi's Everton career. Which he reverted back to uh, the previous Everton career thing today a bit, but I just, I just worry that because the Fulham game we got beat when we that was like the last game we looked at where we thought, okay, this is a very winnable game. To be fair, I thought Fulham wouldn't win another game after like um, after the Everton game because I thought that would be that would be typical Everton that that's yeah. the last game they win. But fair play, they went and beat Leeds today. Um, but yeah, I, I just think after the, the the amount of sort of expectation put on that game, to put it on Newcastle game, who, you know, no matter what you think of them, they are in the top four. Now, I I, I think they're quite fortunate to be there because I don't think they're that, that good a side. I don't think Eddie Howe's that good a manager. Um, but they're there and they're there for a reason because you don't get third in the league, fourth in the league, if you've not been consistently good all season. 
So that's a really tough game. And it's a tougher game than it was this time last year. Our team is worse this year than it was last year. And I really worry that we're going to put this the expectation on this game that we can replicate that. And I don't think the fans or the team can replicate what happened last season because that the whole game was quite extraordinary. Um, and that's what really worries me because, as you said, Dave, it's kind of shit or bust on Thursday now. Mm. Because well, you know, you, you look at those other games. Sorry, let's go. Is it City at home after that? No, it's Newcastle home. It's Newcastle. No, this is this is what gets me about it. It's Newcastle home, Leicester away, Brighton away, City at home. Okay, well, that's a twat of a run, isn't it? Really, Wolves away, Wolves away, penultimate game, and then Bournemouth at home on the last day. Okay, this is the thing, isn't it? Right, Leicester have beat Wolves today, and you look at Southampton at Arsenal last night. Yeah, and I don't think we're capable of doing either. I, I, I don't just, think we do either. Absolutely. I, I looked at that game with Arsenal last night, and I know Arsenal Arsenal is shitting the bed big time at the minute. And they are like fair game. But I think if you put us up against that Arsenal side who are like sort of really bottling it a bit. They I still rip us apart. Everton, you put Everton up at yeah, they'll they'll give a we'll give them a 4-0 win, something like that. We've not got the capability to do that. And that's the worrying thing for me. And it, it's like, you know. I know Palace have been on a, a three-game winning streak, and okay, we ended that. But Palace aren't a great side, you know. It, 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 as I said, in in another context, that's a good away point. In the context of where we are, it's not enough. No, it it, it, it again going back to what you said about this, Pete. Um, again, I think Raw said the word a numerous amount of times. Is that weird context with this because? You you look at that, like I said, you look at that performance and take away where we are, then you you're happy to skip back up the uh, up to up to Liverpool, uh, our city, you know, having a few pints and saying that was decent. That lads will, will that that'll do as well when we're trying to battle for you know Europa League spots. That's what you think in a normal season. Um, it's that, and I think that's why, like I. I'm I'm an emotional person in uh, in any walk of life, really, but that that's why I'm so so emotionally angry. Um, at what the likes you see from Mason Mason Holgate shouldn't be playing for Everton. Ever he shouldn't have been playing for Everton for many times. Maybe the, what he did there. I've just had an argument with a fellow on Twitter. They saying, "Oh, that's not second yellow." What in what in what in what game do you see these days? Even on a Sunday league, if you try and if you if you go down on a player that's running past you with a ball, even if you win the ball but touch the player, that's going to be a yellow card. You are inviting. You're going. It's basically like walking over to the. To the ref and saying, "Listen, mate, can you give me a yellow card for my birthday?" He, he could, he could go and do that, doing that sort of thing in a Premier League game. You, you just, it's just not going to happen. And this fella's going to me, "Oh, look, VAR didn't even look at it. VAR didn't look at it because it was blatantly obvious that it was a red card." Um, look, I might look like a bit of a twat here saying this, and I'll go and see it on match of the day later and say, "There's no what, there's no way he should have been sent off there." That was a really good challenge that Mason Allgate made, but. Um, the the first thing I saw of it, I I thought it was obvious. But more to the point, why even go and do it? The fella's yeah. running into the corner with the ball. He's, it's not like he's he, he's going through on goal. It's not like he's going to have a one on one with with Pickford. That the lad's running into the corner, maybe gets a whip across in. That's the worst that's going to happen if you don't go and challenge him. Don't throw yourself onto the floor when you've already had a yellow card early in the game. Yeah, that sort of oh. That sort of idiot does my fucking head in at this club, and yet we still see it, given that we need to be fighting for our lives to stay in the fucking league. 
Can I can I just give my thing on this? Yeah, go I, on, come in after this, um, Pete. I um I don't know. I think this is a problem where with like replacing your manager all the time, so the manager doesn't know the players. Yeah. So as everyone was saying, as you said, Pete at the start, you've got mates putting bets on that make Mason Holgate gets a yellow card. So then you think if you get a yellow card early on in the game, there's a very good chance that it will get another yellow card a bit later on in the game. And I, I don't know, I think from a from a defender's point of view, I think he makes an all right tackle. I might I might get shit for this, but I I think it's an I think it's a fair tackle. I think it, it's the first fine. one. No, the second one. The second one. Did you have so you that, have you seen it like a couple of times? Uh, yeah, I saw the second one a couple of times, and I I, I think it's a fair enough tackle. I, I think you know what, all... Les? Me, me and you could sit here all and and people we could all sit here all night talking about this, but I'm telling you right now, mate, and you're <laughs> you're a, a man of class anyway, but also you manage a footy team, Sunday league, Saturday league, don't you? Oh, God, yeah. I mean, some yeah. of the staffers were going there. Oh, I know that, mate. I know that. And the ref had turned the blind eye because he's probably been given some beak over last night or something. You're really getting 30 quid a match anyway, the ref, so. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just... All right, what take away from our the disagreement. We Give away the, dis- the disagreement that we're having on the actual tackle itself. You take away that. Why is he doing it? Why give him the decision my, to make? I think I think my point with this is, is the fact that once Mason Holgate's on a yellow card early on, we know he's really likely to get another one at some point in the game. The manager necessarily doesn't know that because he doesn't particularly know Mason Holgate. This is this is the first start he's been given, isn't it? On the dice. The first start <laughs> yeah. he's had in, in how long. And it's like, this is the problem you get. This this is why when you keep chopping and changing managers, and I don't, you know, I'm not for a minute saying it wasn't the right thing to get rid of Lampard. Just employ the right manager in the first place. Now, Dice might turn out to be that. He might not. But he's coming in. He's looked at his right-back options. Seamus Coleman isn't there. Ben Godfrey was shit last week. Mason, Nathan Patterson wasn't great when he came on last week. So he's given Mason Holgate a go. He doesn't know Mason Holgate as a player. He doesn't know that once he's on a yellow card, he's not got the mental capacity as a player to rein it in and not make that type of challenge. So... I'm not saying it's not necessarily on the manager. It's basically all on Bill Kenwright. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that that's a perfect segue into what we're going to be talking about <laughs> after this. But um, he's me, me and him have been at, at loggerheads there. Get 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 what you said into this now. Go on. Yeah, I I just think there's there's three well there's there's three or more different components to the, to the second yellow card. The first one is. Um, I think I, well, I've got to start by saying I thought Jordan Pickford made was fantastic today, but I think the first mistake is the ball out from Pickford to Mason Holgate. Um, I think that it's a dangerous ball to be playing out across a distance when you've got fast forwards like Palace do, certainly in wide areas when you've got Ayu breathing down Mason Holgate Holgate's neck. I think it's a, a dangerous ball to be playing. I think he needs to put more distance on it. I don't think he he should be going for that ball um diagonally across the pitch in inside his own half. Um I think that that then is mitigated by the fact that Mason Holgate hesitates. He doesn't go towards the ball. He waits for the ball, which again, another mistake. Ayu obviously gets ahead of him. Um and then Mason Holgate has, to this, has a decision to make. Like you say, he's what he's Ayu's got past him. Um, does he go in to make the tackle? Does he stay on his feet? I think if he stays on his feet, Ayu's past him. Um, how dangerous that 
position he was in, we'll never know. But obviously, you know, the, the breaking up pace. That's a cop hold, out, that. That is a hold, cop hold, out. Hold, <laughs> hold, I'm not having it. you saying, look, he's look at him. He's looking away from the screen and everything there. You've bottled that, I reckon, mate. No, no. It, it, it's just, you know, I'm talking, I'm trying to talk, talk factually. We don't know. We don't Listen know what could have arisen. He's just getting so, into Jeremy Kyle. What I would say, what I would say is that regardless of whether he whether he wins the ball or not, I think he does win the ball. But what I would say is one VAR can't look at, look at it again because it's a yellow card. VAR can't intervene on yellow cards. Um they can't overrule a, a referee's decision on a on a second yellow, only only a straight red. Um but what if comes back down to forget all that, forget even the build up to the gate to the to the to the um to the foul, um to the decision. The decision shouldn't have been there to make in the first place because Mason Oldgate should have been taken off at half time. Um, well, also I, the other thing, Pete just interrupted. The other thing was why on earth Pickford throwing the ball out to him to put him under that pressure in the first place? Yeah, well, that, well, that's that's what I mean. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, that's that's where it all starts from, and it's a silly, it's a stupid ball out to him in the first place, and especially when you've got someone who's not in their natural position. The difference between playing as a centre half, where you've got the you know, collecting the ball as a centre half, you can go one or two directions. When you're playing at right back, you can literally go forward or inside. Do you know what I mean? You've yeah. you, your actual angle and the whole body shape and everything in terms of collecting a ball is completely different. As a centre half, you can open your body up and turn with it. If you're on the right hand side, you can't do that. You can't you can't turn turn to your right hand side when you're literally already on the touchline. It's it's a I thought it was a you know a, a stupid stupid ball out to him. Um, having said that, you know it, it, there there are many levels to the mistakes that were that happened in that whole sequence. But all that is gone out the window if you take Mason Aldate at half time, which you should have done. Mm. Yeah, and, and uh, yeah, that that's the. <laughs> it's funny. I felt when I was saying that about like trying to make a further excuse to emphasise the point I was making about what Pickford did there. You know, you can kick that as far back as you want. And why did anyone give the ball back to Pickford and not play, you know, a 40-yard ball forward? The the Calvert-Lewin could have won in the air and we created a chance. And I know that's that's like, you know, you, you're just going down a rabbit hole there, aren't you? But um, <laughs> yeah, I think all three of us agree um, emphatically that he shouldn't have been, well, firstly started and secondly on the pitch at all uh, at that stage of the game when he goes and gets the red card. But regardless, it, it's sort of... Um, I suppose it does get to the point where you start to say, well, that, that is a decent point to get then. When he gets sent off on 70-odd, for us to not concede, um, you know, that that's probably the most you're going to take from a game like that because you're not going to create another chance when they're just, they've got 70, 80% possession after that and they're going to do what they like in terms of whipping the ball into the box. Um, just before we, we get this over, Les, you, you look like you're bursting to make, an, to make a decision there, mate, and make your point. I'm just now. I'm just wondering when to go and get another beer from the fridge. Um, <laughs> no, it's, it's it's as you said. It's it's just a really tricky one today because any other context, a point away at Palace is good for us. I think even the commentators on the uh, on the telly today were saying like, you know, it's Evans away record. They've not really got one. There's no. We're just basically rubbish away from home. <laughs> so a point a point on the road, right? Take take this out of the context of everything else. A point away at a team who's just won the last three games. That is a cracking point. Roy Hodgson as well. It's, it's, it's a cracking point. Take it in the context of where we are on the table, what Southampton did at Arsenal, uh, what Leicester have done today against Wolves, what we did against Fulham. It's 
it's not enough. And I think I think that's going to be the sort of epitaph of this season that it just was not enough from what the players did on the pitch, from what the board have done um, with regards to give, getting signings over the line. It's just not been enough. And I think that is, to end this on a little bit of a pessimistic note, I think that's what that's what's going to doom us because it, it's quite easy to talk about it in the abstract at the minute that, you know, yeah, oh, fuck it, we're going to go down. It's going to happen, we're going to go down. When that event, when that reality actually hits, it is going to be devastating. It really is. And it's not going to be games like today that did it. It's going to be games like Southampton at home, Wolves at home when they were in the shit, the two games against Bournemouth. It's going to be the fact that we didn't sign a striker in January. We seemingly threw every egg in our basket on Dan Juma, who fucked off to Spurs for no reason at all. It's going to come down to stuff like that. And I just think it's going to be a season of we just didn't do enough. Yeah. And to be honest, if you if you look at today's performance, Fulham, like any performances apart from maybe the first couple on the dice, it's not been good enough. Mm. We're not we're not good enough to stay in this division. We're not. Yeah, on that oh, note, that's, uh, that's really fucking depressing. I'm sorry. Oh but... well, mate. It, you know, it's it, <clears throat> no, but it's hard to avoid that if you, you're having a serious conversation. You know, when we can sit here and talk about why fucking Nate Mason Holgate stopped having chewing gum when he goes on the pitch of making better and all sorts of shit like that. Um, <laughs> that that becomes um, that becomes a moot point, really, doesn't it? When you know the reality is that we are in that much of the of the shit that uh, these discussions need to happen. But one the point you did make there to give it a bit of a second to. What we're going to be talking in the sort of second part. I don't think we've ever done this before. The second part of post match, maybe it's a second podcast. I'll decide when we finish doing this. Hey, sorry, just quickly, if you're watching on YouTube, you'll get an advert in a minute. Oh, there you go, mate. Yeah, and what did you not say it was about a dildo or something the other day? Dick pills, but anyway, dick pills. I said it was. Was all it? Well, basically, you know, whatever, whatever advert you get on YouTube, it, it kind of all to do with your search history. So. If you did get an advert, <laughs> that's not the fault of the blue room. It's yeah. So if, if it, obviously when you come on to listen to the second part of this or whatever we're going to call the next show, make sure you erase you erase everything that you've searched for in the last. Go incognito. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Do something like that. Find a different, uh, a different bit of equipment to listen to it via anyway. Um, but that's the post match. Just I'd say the post match number one, whatever you want to call it. Um, between me, Pete, and Les, and uh, make sure you listen to the second part, which we'll go into. But we will be going down a bit of a rabbit hole, won't we? Of what was said uh, by the chairman, the illustrious chairman, this week, and uh, yeah, what that's going to lead to from now on. So yeah, thanks for listening to the post match, and do stick with us for the second part, which is going to come soon. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty. And luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.